This is CliffCentral.com. Welcome to the Country Duty Show on CliffCentral.com. My name is Dumi Sole and I'm rolling solo tonight. You can catch me on Twitter on at Dumi Sole. Um, tag at CountryGTZA account together with at CliffCentral.com and I'll be able to pick up your tweets on our screen. Um, it's been a while. We didn't have a show last week. Um, as I pointed out, our shows will be twice in a month and the other two weeks will be previous shows and podcasts. And we encourage you to download the Country Duty Show podcast and listen, give us your comments and let's explore and get the conversation going. Um, I hope your week has been great and you've been up to great stuff and making sure that um, you're progressing our country. Um, on tonight's show, I have a interesting guest, um, and, and a friend, um, <laughs> and, uh, um, we're going to be discussing sexual harassment in the workplace. It's, it's a topic that's at most misunderstood and some employers and employees also take it lightly, but it has serious consequences. In fact, in my view, it may well, you know, result in people being fired or an organization closing out. You may have seen some of the biggest companies, um, both from a PR and a relationship exercise being all over the news on similar and related issues. And that hasn't really helped them much. Some employers also prefer that, you know, these things should die a natural death and they shouldn't, you know, come up or be revived for whatever reasons. But there are legal consequences associated with such conduct. And as I said, my guest today will help us unpack that aspect and stuff. You can join the conversation um, on Twitter in particular. Use the hashtag CountryGuty. Tag at Dumisole at CountryGutyZA and at CliffCentral.com. As I said, the screens will pick it up. Our studio number is 0861-555-189. And you can also send your voice notes and WhatsApp messages to 079 do I say advocate? No. Okay. <laughs> Just Zintli. How are you? I'm fine and you too. Good stuff. Welcome to the Country Duty Show. Thank you. We've been meaning to get you in the studio. And yeah, finally it's been we've, a while. We've, we've, we've succeeded. Excellent. I know you've been very busy and, 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 and all of that. And yeah, we, we are thankful that you're here finally. It's a pleasure. I'm glad to be invited. Great stuff. Um, how did you find the scent and traffic? It was terrible. Is but it? I was coming from Chambers, so it's not too bad, uh, actually, if I I'm guess. being honest. I, I like some of us having to navigate the... Uh, coming from town. Uh, town and, and <laughs> all of that. But yeah, we, we're here, we made it, and, and, and it is what it is. It's been a very interesting week. At least it's ending now, and mm. um, both on a political and other sphere and stuff. Um, but we are not going to talk much about politics, other than, you know, there's just one or two stories that... Are relevant to our discussions. One okay. relates to this DAMP who was found guilty of sexual harassment, Filgen something, and was, you know, given a free pass in my view by the DA. Mm. And, and, um, I mean, some of the stuff that he said was very uh, graphic. And I think one thing that I need to point out to you is, you know, the studio, it's uncensored and, and stuff. Um, okay. You, you, you are allowed to speak freely. Okay. Um, and especially given this particular topic. Yeah. There, there's certain things that, um, you know, either the, the 
victimizers or the aggressors would say to, to, to the complainant. And, and I think if we were to sugarcoat it to a certain extent, um, people who are listening and who will listen through podcast or later may well miss the message, uh, sure. people on Twitter and stuff. So your BCCA issues would not necessarily arise here and stuff. Mm. And, and we are in any event by saying this, uh, putting out that disclaimer that the show is definitely going to be, um, evocative and more provocative and will be saying some of the issues that come up in sexual harassment and stuff and we really would like to um, have you join our conversation um, call us 0861-555-189 send your whatsapp messages to 079-748-2090 um, but yeah. I think even with that being said it's not always graphic language yeah. that can amount to unwanted sexual conduct or sexual harassment All right. so there are cases where you could use Clean language, like there are cases where somebody would say, come and share an evening with me yeah, or come and share a night with me. I will promote you or the like. Yes. So it's not always the guys who are groping and and, and who, are, who are doing other things, yeah. who are who find themselves guilty of sexual harassment. Great stuff. It's not always the language. The definition okay. is that it's unwanted sexual conduct. All right. Um, and thanks for that. Um, and, and, and I think it's very important and we'll definitely unpack that. I mean, we, we've seen recently, especially from a case law perspective, um, how courts have treated these things mm. and stuff. On social media in particular, there's been a, a, a big movement called hashtag Me Too. Mm. And, and that has really, in my you set the tone in respect of issues relating to power play and stuff. Mm. Women have been empowered and, and they are now taking a stance. Um, and interestingly, society, especially given the Me Too movement, hashtag Me Too, and, and the people who are often called out and to account and stuff like that are people who are known. Mm. Um, and, and you'll find on social media that people are divided because your so-called celebrity or someone that you really trusted suddenly has been dragged in and there are issues related to that and, and it, 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 it's divisive in nature. I mean, one of the issues relates to R. Kelly, for example. Um, yeah. Th- th- there's that particular issue. And R. Kelly's fans, some of them, you know, they, they don't want to hear about it. They call it scandalous or otherwise. And, you know, one is not talking, amongst other things, the impact on, on the, the victims, victim. You know, and, and we always want to understand the context. What did the victim do instead of why did the perpetrator uh, do what he did? Or, in fact, why didn't he just stop and not really violate someone or otherwise? So it, it's really becoming an interesting debate uh, and unfortunately becomes more of a victim-blaming type of thing. Yeah, so quite interestingly, there's two very interesting judgments in the Labor Court where yes. I think in the Labor Court and I think the Labor Appeal Court where I think the court dealt with that issue. So the first one was secondary victimization or the harassment in court. So some people are afraid to report sexual harassment either because you're afraid of losing your job or because, you know, you could suffer secondary victimization in court. So this matter, the manner in which the court describes the cross-examination of the witness is quite scary. And the court even went... Uh, and sorry to really budge in, I apologize for that. But, but maybe let's start with the basics. What is sexual harassment? Um, and, 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 and I'd really like for you to explain it in, in layman terms. Um, and, and the reason for that particular explanation is, um, you know, we are, we, we happen to, and it applies, black or white. Mm. You go in, you're Shela and stuff, you know, some people and looking at what other things are or potential, um, definitions, would that 
amount to sexual harassment, for example. Um, it don't be main rule la You know, I'll do what what and then all of those things. And given the tradition, uh, you know, patriarchy and all of that and, and how we're moving in, uh, you know, is our law really flexible to accommodate and take into account such things and stuff? Having said that, though, what is sexual harassment? <laughs> so, first of all, I think the one thing that we, the, a really nice quote from one of the judgments in the labor court is that the workplace is not a lonely hearts club. So, <laughs> you are not going to the workplace to find a girlfriend or find someone. There are times where people meet in the workplace, yes, yes. but I think it's a very nice quote and it, it sets the tone yeah. that the workplace is not a lonely hearts club. Okay. Having said that, the definition of sexual harassment is always that it's unwanted conduct of a sexual nature. Okay. And there's various other sub-definitions where it says it's persistent, etc. But the important part is that it must be unwanted. Okay. So the person who is what we call the complainant yes. would, would indicate either through their conduct or they would say to you, Directly that you know this conduct is unwanted So the requirement is that it must be unwanted And of course then conduct of a sexual nature And then the act also describes What is conduct of a of a sexual nature What what would that include I mean obviously unwanted I I understand Mm. Um, Someone And and, you know crazy things happen In in, in employment uh, spheres and the likes Excuse me Where someone would just Eat up, you know, that's patent where you tap someone's ass and stuff. That, that would be a clear case. Yeah, so you grab you know, someone's yeah. ass. Yeah. You uh, grope someone. Mm-hmm. You, you use, uh, there's innuendos also. 100%. So sexual innuendos are also, um, th- they can also amount to sexual harassment. Sexual harassment. What, what would be if, if, if you were to talk about a sexual innuendo? Um, and I think that's, it's a very difficult one, yeah. right? And, and perhaps maybe case law covers this. Um, an example that you could think of, um, your hello baby, today you're looking fit. Would that, amongst other things, amount to a sexual innuendo of some sort? Well, is it not a sexual innuendo? So you are, you, you're saying to this person, you're not greeting them as your colleague, you're greeting them as someone and you're looking at their body and you're saying, wow, your body looks fit. Yeah. And you're sexualizing that person. Yeah. And he or she, because sexual harassment can be perpetrated by men or women. And he, that, yeah. That's why I'm, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to gender the yeah. perpetrator. Yeah. That's why I'm saying he or she could possibly say, um, I don't feel comfortable. Don't refer to me in that manner. We're at work. Don't do that. 100%. And, and, and that's quite, that's quite simple. Yeah. Uh, I, I hear you, and, and and I think it's very important. Um, I mean, some instances would be at the gym, for example. Um, most workplaces have gyms mm. and stuff like that. Someone sees the other, and like you know, you're 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 so fit, and meaning it either you know in a sexual nature or otherwise, and it may well be construed. And 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 we'll talk about um, what at times may well be blurred lines, and if there are blurred lines mm. in these type of things. But it's sexual um, and. Warranted conduct. Unwanted, not Unw- unwarranted. Unwanted, yes. <laughs> conduct. Um, uh-huh. and it must be sexual in nature. Um, you've already spoken about sexual innuendos amongst other things. What else in your view or what, what does the act say? In fact, what is this act? So that let's look at, so let's look at the act. So yeah. the act is the Employment Equity Act. Okay. And the Employment Equity Act describes what is called sexual, what is sexual harassment and the codes of good practice, uh, describe how to handle sexual harassment and what sexual harassment is. And all yeah. it says is unwelcome conduct of a sexual nature that violates the rights of an employee and constitutes a barrier to equity in the workplace. 
take into account all of the following factors. Yeah. And then it sets out the various factors that must be taken into account in determining whether there is sexual harassment or not. Okay. So I know there are, there are blurred lines, but yeah. I think an important thing is, you know, you made a good point about in this current uh, state of the, the state of play yeah. with social media, with yes. the Me Too movement, you should just rather be careful. 100%. You know, you, you would rather not comment on your colleague's looks. You would rather yeah. not comment on your, your colleague's body. Just remember that the workplace is not a lonely hearts club. <laughs> you are there to yeah. do your job and, and get out. <laughs> and get out. Yeah. If you meet someone, that's, that's fine. But I also think there's, for me, there's an issue on power dynamics. So yeah. if people are on the same level, it's usually, it's usually not a, a huge problem if they meet each other at work. But where there's a power dynamic, where yeah. there's a, let's say a CEO and a secretary, it's difficult to tell whether that person Really is, you know, whether the person who is the complainant has really agreed to that conduct because yes. you don't know whether they're afraid that they'll lose their job or Stop. this is the CEO. I might mm-hmm. get a, you know, they've promised me a promotion. It's, it's difficult to tell when there's a power dynamic. 100%. No, I, I'm, I, and thank you for that. I mean, one other thing we know that it's unwanted. There's potential power at most. Usually it's, it's power dynamics and generally, stuff. Generally. Uh, and generally. Mm-hmm. But, but, you know, um, would it be and 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 now on this gender uh, and, and the initial example um, that that I've pointed out um, and without you uh, expressing a view per se, how we grow up um, most of the time it's within employer and employee type of mm-hmm. space. Would it be um, sexual harassment still in circumstances where there is no relation employment relationship of some sort? Um, it's a mall. This guy sees a beautiful lady and, and, you know, goes in because of how they brought up in terms of culture and, and, and basically singing praises and say all those things. And this lady turns out says, I don't like this and you need to stop it. And this guy is of the view that Nyashela, you know, this is what it means. Would, would a, a situation like that to a certain extent, given that it's not necessarily an employee mm. and employer relationship, probably trigger sexual harassment issues? So the employment, the employment equity act is limited to employment issues. So there must be some sort of an employment relationship. So either you are both employees or you, you know, you're employed by the same company or the person is your employer if they're a sole proprietor. All right. Secondly, there must be a relationship in the context of your employment. Okay. So there's, there's, there's a recent judgment where uh, an employee of one company went to, uh, let's call it a Bosporat and they were service providers. All right. And he then made an unwanted sexual, uh, they were, yeah, the, he, sexual advance yes. on this, uh, employee of the, the service provider. All right. And his argument was, well, you know, this, this woman is not employed by my employer, therefore it doesn't fall within the context of the sexual harassment as defined by the Employment Equity Act. Wait, wait, wait. So this guy does not deny that it was unwanted, but he raises a defense and says, yes. in this particular instance, um, that link between employer and employer, it's not there, yes. and therefore uh, you can't necessarily yes. charge me with sexual harassment. Yes, and so the court said, it's you crazy. know, it arises in your employment context. Yes. But to go back to your to your example so i've so i've already said that sexual harassment falls within the employment context i think right. there it might fall within other acts you know there's there's harassment acts so there's yes. there's specific acts that deal with harassment yeah. so it wouldn't necessarily fall within the employment equity act but it might fall into the into the ambit of those harassment acts okay great stuff so um listeners um you know it's not all 
dull or otherwise, there may well be some other remedies in law if you find yourself in that particular situation. But let's go back to this employment um, law context. Mm. Um, obviously, our country has uh, a terrible past, amongst other things, and and. Also, the economic growth in the country is is, is, is hectic. Mm. There are instances where young ones are looking for work, other people, you know, hoping to be to be promoted and stuff. And that's where most instances you find that there are advances or suggestions or promises of either employment or promotions, and and with the view mm. of people getting in and 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 um, advancing it in the corporate mm. world. Uh, and and on Twitter every day you find people asking, please retweet. I have this qualification. Mm. And stuff And and I mean I've seen Horrid And got DMs and stuff With people Especially in the Eastern Cape And I'm saying it Because I've tweeted it Where <laughs> Why they would say in the Eastern Cape? No because In, in, in my experience And uh-huh. uh, the tweets are there and, and, and you know If something's corroborated By various people To mm-hmm. say Before you even get employment one of the conditions, unfortunately, in most instances, yeah. be it government or otherwise, and especially you being female, yeah. you can be asked to basically, you know, um, sleep with someone. Yeah. And, and surely that can never be all right. And, and, and it's, it's criminal in my view. Definitely. Uh, and, and, and it, it should be called out, you know, and, and I'm not really targeting the Eastern Cape because I have something <laughs> against it. It's not doing well, but, um, we will get there. It has political issues and mm. stuff, but I've realized that perpetrators, one way or the other, because of their positions they occupy, they would want to target those people who are ordinarily seen as vulnerable. Yeah, so th- th- one of the biggest issues with sexual harassment, I think, is an abuse of your power. Yeah, there's a there's a there's a vulnerability that people recognize, and you you prey on that vulnerability because mm-hmm. people are desperate for work. Yes. People are desperate to get ahead in their careers. People, you know, people are desperate to, to just do well and to, you know, either bring your family out of poverty yes. or you just want to be successful. So there's always that thing. So that's why I said that you have to always be careful when there's a power dynamic because 100%. you don't know how that power dynamic is exercised. Yes. And, and then I must caveat and say it's not in every situation where people meet each other at work yes. that it's sexual harassment. Right. All right. So, so you, you, you've said it. It's unwanted conduct, um, potentially a power dynamic. Dynamic here and there, and but can I say even forms. if it's even if it's someone who's an applicant for employment? Yes, that's the so, next question. Yeah, so yes. even if it's someone who's an applicant for employment, so if I'm employed in a particular organization yeah. and there's a young fellow who's an applicant for employment, and I say to him, you know, you have to uh, sleep with me in order to get the job, right. I can still be charged with sexual harassment right. because I've committed this conduct within the the employment Permanent context. Yeah. And there's a secondary charge with this, which is my abuse of power. 100%. You're abusing a position of power, and there's someone more vulnerable who you're taking advantage of. Yeah. No, no, I, I hear you, and, and and it's it's exactly that. I think, as I pointed out, where some employers and some people who've been there would want to take advantage of the vulnerable people who are seeking employment, and with the view that I'll get away with it. It's either you do this or you don't get that, and and it becomes a uh, uh, little challenging. Mm, but so the same with contractors. People take advantage of, uh, you know, the 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 labor broker employees that you see. In your offices who clean mm. your offices People mm. take advantage of of those people all the time Because those persons who are cleaning Are always looking for permanent positions Yeah. Because, you know, you're being employed by a labor broker is very It's a tentative and it's very tumultuous yeah. So you're always looking to be permanently employed by an organization 100%. And people take advantage of those of those people 
Yeah. No, and 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 I hear you, mm-hmm. and and I agree with you. Um, you know, the the unemployment crisis in the country it's exactly that, and and it needs to be looked at, and we really hope that government and and everyone, um, private sector mm. and stuff will, will will play their role. Um, but but let's go back to the to the um cases of some sort, and I think for for our listeners to to get the benefit. Um, and as I said, please join our conversation on hashtag country duty. Tag at Dumisole um, at cliffcentral.com at country duties at A. Our WhatsApp line is 079-748-2090. You can give us a call um, 0861-555-189. Um, that's our studio number. And we can discuss. Tell us if you are or you've experienced sexual harassment or you know someone. How was it handled um, in your um, in your case or, or what you've heard for example what do you see online amongst other things do you think the Me Too movement is making any sense to you is it necessary and and you know interestingly um, the I'd say American Twitter for example mm. has Me Too we, we've had um, men are trash for example to mm. a certain extent dealing with various issues from sexual harassment femicide and stuff like that and it was quite a powerful thing definitely um, and, and I, I, I really believe that it's it's, it, it's there and it, it we, you, we need to revisit and deal with those things decisively um, from an employment sphere and, and perspective um, what or rather, what the cases? What have the cases said, and what are the facts? What are the, I'd say, two leading judgments on this? And and the reason that I asked, firstly, we need to just deal with the facts and see what the particular conduct was that was complained about mm. or of, and then what did the complainant rather say or do in those circumstances, amongst other things? Because as I said, we are in a generation, or rather. You know, a very unfortunate space where victim blaming is always mm. the, the cause of the day. Wednesday, and what again? Type of thing. Why didn't you say no? A type of thing. And and you know, some people. Uh, someone yesterday tweeted that you know we 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 are living in a rapey society uh, where you find people where you keep asking someone out um, for over you know fifteen times and you wait for them to get drunk and at that time then suddenly you know that no is, is a yes and you take advantage and because you know that person could not um, consent somehow mm. you, you you are glad that you haven't been called out and stuff but you know yourself you're reading this mm. tweet and and this is what you are you know and and those are the dynamics be it employment or otherwise but it is very important and it happens i mean we have a amongst other things in my view one of the highest rate of femicide yeah. um and you know, it's something that needs to be dealt with. Um, marches have happened. Um, there will be more. Women's Month is coming up. Um, and I, I think, you know, we shouldn't, because it's Women's Month, just only deal with, with issues particular to women and children at a particular month. It's something that ought to happen throughout. I know, as a matter of fact, Batabile is there and heading the women's uh, department. She's been quiet. Um, from Sasa, the inquiry, that's where we last saw her. Now she did women's speak at the um, 100 men march. She did. Or 100 men, or how many? I don't, I, yeah, um, <laughs> I think it was 99, given that ultimately <laughs> was told if he comes then No, he but he told them, Muguti, mean I'm going. Like, don't no, that even. Guy, that guy, that guy had, a, had a proper balls at that particular time and said, listen, I don't care what you say, but no, I, 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 this them, is what it is. And then ultimately he, he didn't go. I mean, the 
likes of Not In My Name is doing good work in, in, in that. Um, we've been treating using country duty against femicide to, uh, you know, highlight issues, um, mm. try to come up with uh, proactive and active steps to assist and, and raise awareness. And I think it's important that we continue with that. We're going to see more of those um, during Women's Month. Mm. And, and as I said, in my view, and this is what I'll keep tweeting and, and, and be saying that, it should not only end at that month. So there's going to be a huge peak uh, during Women's Month highlighting some of the issues. Uh, and I don't know somewhat, and it is probably interesting, we need to also see what employers are doing during that particular month to bring um, yeah. to the four issues of sexual harassment, uh, abuse in the workplace and nature. Um, we'll never get to know, but I think it is important. And to the extent that they're listening, it, it's worth an initiative where you'd say, let me then collaborate with Country Duty on, on their next upcoming march against yeah. femicide. And, and, and really, even the proceeds, and I need to point out, we are an NPO that goes to the courses that we would have identified, be it a student that needs 2,000 rand mm. to, to complete, um, you know, um, um, registration, to registration fee or something like that. Uh, we, we take our time out. We do what we have to do to assist and raise mm. uh, voices. So, um, and, and we can tell you, as a matter of fact as well, I mean, our impressions on Twitter every month range to 30 to 40 million. So partnering with us on proposed topics, margins, yeah. it, it, it's a benefit for you. You don't have to then blow your budget and go and advertise. We'll endorse you for free mm. even because of what you believe in and what your principles are related to um, country duty and your stance on, on, on femicide and other issues mm. that are important. Um, you know, without deviating and, and us having to go back, um, we are about to take an ad break um, and, and a musical ad break and we'll get back to deal with the facts and, and some of the recent judgments relating to sexual harassment. Um, what happened? What did the court say? The complainant, um, you know, would it be difficult, amongst other things, and I'd ask for you to think about this, if you are not legally represented, given sometimes it becomes technical, are mm. you likely to be at a disadvantage to really articulate your point and stuff? And what is it as lawyers that we can do, um, even NGOs or otherwise, to, to deal with this and deal with these particular problems? Um, this is the Country Duty Show on cliffcentral.com. This is cliffcentral.com. Welcome back to the Country Duty Show on cliffcentral.com. My name is Dumisole, and I'm joined in studio by Advocate Zinkli Ngwenya. You can catch her on Twitter at Zingwenya. Um, she doesn't tweet law stuff, so no. it's good. Um, and, and her tweets are very interesting. Um, <laughs> so follow her and see what she's up to at times. Um, do send your views um, and call us on 0861 and our WhatsApp number is 79 Tag at country duty z a and um use the hashtag um before we went on the musical break, we were going to talk about the recent judgments and cases um and as I pointed out when we started, it would be important to deal with some of the facts mm, you because want the those juice. facts yeah well I guess <laughs> the the facts really set the context and for people to understand what it is yeah um and and I mean facts 
differ in various cases and stuff, but there may well be some similarities. You may know someone um, as a listener who may well have gone through similar experience or otherwise, and 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 you may find that it was either pushed under or otherwise. But it, it's very important to for you to be alive to these things, know what they are, and as I said, as country duty, we not only um, making noise and stuff, we are also solution driven, and we are trying to educate and empower as well. I mean, the last part of our discussion with 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 advocating when you will talk about the issue of legal representation in these type of cases. What it means is there something that can be done um, by NGOs, government, to at least assist people who may find themselves um, in similar situations relating to sexual harassment. Um, so you, you mentioned two cases that yeah. you wanted to discuss. Um, h- how recent are these cases? So this one is from 2018. Yeah. And this one, I think, is also... This one is 2017, March 2017. Quite quite very recent cases. Yeah. Yeah. So we've discussed the one case where, which I think is important for people to remember that you can be accused, you can be found guilty of sexual harassment even if it involves a service provider. Yeah. So as long as it takes place within your employment context, you have to be, you have to, you know, you make sure that you you don't blur the lines and you don't uh, commit sexual uh, harassment thinking that, well, nothing's going to happen to me because I'm not harassing someone who is a fellow employee. I'm harassing a service provider. Yeah. Okay. So that was the one uh, very interesting case. But but before we go, and and I know we, we we're speaking about the Jews and stuff. Um, what did what did the um, perpetrator do in this instance? Well, you said they were out at the yeah. So they were out at like a Bosbarat, and in essence, all he's what he said to the woman is, you know, I'm looking for uh, I'm looking for a sleeping partner tonight. Oh, do you need I a lover tonight? Oh, do you need a lover yes, tonight? I, Something I, I like that. that. Yeah. Yes. Do you need a <laughs> Do you need a lover tonight? But, but you see, um, do you need a, <laughs> a lover tonight <laughs> type of thing? Uh, and and as you said, employment. Uh, relationship and regardless of contract or otherwise, that that I'm sure the court um, regarded it as a sexual innuendo of some sort. Um, mm-hmm. And as you said, um, the employment is not like your chola corner. Yeah, no. Of the day, and people must be alive to that um, possibility and 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 reality, more importantly, um, and stuff. And and what 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 did the what does um, the victim in this instance? Uh, say, um, given the, the dynamics, I'm sure, is, was this guy senior or what, what was he? Was yeah, so the guy, the guy was senior. So I think the, he was, um, I think she was 23 years old. But who? He was, uh, I didn't print the case. He was in his 40s. So that's another factor that the court took into account is that Besides experience, although, you know, this woman doesn't work for your company, there's a, there's a position of power that you hold. Because you must remember also, you know, service providers are also at the whim of the people who, who, yeah, who provide the business. So sometimes, no, I'll give you the contract if you let me be your lover for tonight. You know, that's, that's what I'll do for you. So the court obviously looked at the, looked at the power play and then looked at the, the definition of sexual harassment and said she said you know she explained that it's unwanted he he did it more than once and so you know that was the end of it yeah but the main argument was that fine this happened but 
there's no employment relationship between myself and this and this woman. Yes. And that's and that was the context of of that particular case. Oh, but see. another matter that everyone has been writing about is the labor court judge who said hashtag me too. Yeah, no, clearly the judge is is, is alive <laughs> on social movements. Everybody just yeah. loved him. It's become it's become the, 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 the leading, best leading judgment 100%. that there's a judge who said hashtag me too. And and, and I've seen <laughs> I mean <laughs> um, I wouldn't necessarily talk about uh, how I know and stuff, but it's so much. You, you turn up um, a page or you read legal reports, business tales, me too. It's um, everywhere. This particular case. What happened here? So, here, quite interestingly, uh, let's see. So, he, this man was also very, very suggestive. Yeah. Suggestive. So, at some point, he suggested that you go and stay. I won't say the lady's name to help her with her expenses. So you stay together and he proposed on several occasions that you should sleep together or have sex while she found your, your actions unwelcome or uninvited. uninvited. This is now the judge pointing that out. Yes, this is the judge pointing it out. Oh, okay. It's not the judge who committed no, no, the section. No, no, of course not. I mean, we can't, we can't so those are, <laughs> so those are the charges that, that he faced in, in this matter. Yeah, yes. To uh, say, let's have, uh, let me be your lover for tonight also. Yeah. But I think he didn't use any sexual in, innuendos. He says, let's sleep together. Let's have sex. He, he I'll, was and I'll clear. Take care of you yeah, so he was out and out and clear. and stuff and, and, and all of that. So he wanted to pay for sex, effectively. Yeah. Um, uh, and 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 with a view of saying, you know, that there'll be benefits for you if you do this, um, you may well be struggling or otherwise, and and, and it's very unfortunate. I'm going to ask a very interesting question, and and yet controversial. Um, the races of the of the parties. Uh, <laughs> I do. Is yeah. that pointed uh, out in the judgment or otherwise? And I'll no, tell you why. we can we can read for ourselves no, what the races. You haven't of the told us who the parties are, are and, and whatnot. I, I just want to point out something. And 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 to those listening, the reason that I ask this, I ask it deliberately. Okay. Um, in in an employer and employee relationship, and throughout, be it society mm-hmm. or otherwise, there there's certain, in my view, and this is doing me speaking, um. I would say certain crimes um, that are associated with certain races, um, mm-hmm. and it's very unfortunate. I think crime is crime. We call it mm. black, we call it white. It must be dealt with as it is. Um, there have been various opinion pieces, for example, and, and looking at the current state of affairs, where parties would criticize each other, and rightly so. Uh, mm. People would say some Indians, some uh, majority are, uh, are racist and stuff, and journalists would write and stuff like that. There, there's been instances of corruption, be it from the ANC, DA, allegations against the EFF or otherwise, and people write pieces. Mm. But you also have seen, and I have noticed, and this is one thing I wanted to tweet today, but I didn't have time, amongst other things. We, we, we know um, this guy, the DA guy, um, on mm. sexual harassment. We know Amongst other things on the DA relating to the city of Twani and 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 solely and irregular appointments and stuff, mm. I, I'm yet to see when I log in at six and just check what the bigger issues are. Opinion pieces talking about how you know uh, employing people without qualification is an hindrance to people who rightly deserve mm. uh, certain positions. As you would, if the ANC does it, it becomes front pages. Uh, and I think the the consistency, and I'm talking to journalists and, and opinion piece writers to say a level of, of consistency, it's, it's important. No, definitely. And, 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 um, and it must apply throughout because I think they carry a certain obligation of some sort. Some of us are not journalists. We, we can say what we want. We are called out often at times about such things and stuff like that. Um, the, the, the allegations of corruption. I mean, if 
the DA, for example, appointed Ocamp or Crowcamp um, and, and was paid X amount of yeah. money and it's found that that appointment was unlawful and violated a host of things. She has received salaries X amount at our expenses, taxpayers. Yeah. No one is saying there's a recovery process. Is she paying it? There aren't any and, NGOs and, rushing to court. Well, exactly. And, and on that NGO issue, and, and it's, it, it's clear. Chief Justice Mukhe Mukhe asked one of the leading senior counsels in the country, yeah. um, you know, at the JSC interviews and, and stuff to say, it, it is very interesting because, you know, you, you, and, and I'm, I'm really, as I said, deliberately saying this because we're talking about consistency, fairness, and, and talks about people with money and legal representation mm. and stuff to say, you know, it's interesting that when it's government related type of corruption or issues, um, NGOs are the first to get into court. And because the court has to adjudicate, we'll, we'll do that. But when it's private sector related type of corruption or otherwise, or allegations for that matter, mm. people will tell you, we need to find out the facts first. Take Steinhoff. Yeah. I mean, um, for, for example, you know, what, what we know, allegations against Crystal, for example, uh, and stuff. Ordinarily, as part of public interest litigation, we should have, at the very least, either have a cease and desist type of letter, people coming in and saying, we are going in, we want you to say this and stuff. PIC monies that you stand off, shop right. Mm. Yeah, these are very serious issues. But the level of, I'd say, um, diligence on, on certain people and stuff, mm. it's not happening. It's, it's very But there's two things to that. I think one, yeah. you're correct that yeah. those NGOs who rush to court when it's government, uh, Government irregularities, you know, you must, you must play a fair ground and they have their own agendas. Yes. But two, I think on a, on a race issues, as black lawyers, we also have a duty. 100%. So we can't always be relying on white lawyers to, to rush to court. I'm with you. We as black lawyers also have a duty to, to run these matters to assist any law clinics who, 100%. who, who have this type of work in mind. No, I, I, and I hear you. And, and, you know, this type of work and, and, you know, we, we're discussing now and we'll get back to the initial topic. It's for, um, people who, in my view, feel aggrieved, NGOs and, and, and rightly people who can go to, to law clinics and stuff. I think there's a case to answer here. Unions mm. must, they have so Unions. much money. They can then say, but, PRC, we, we hold a certain stake there. It's our members' money. Let's litigate. Unions. And, 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 and they must play their, their, their role there. Mm. And, and, and let's do it and do it in a, in an appropriate manner and ensure that there's fairness. Uh, but, but that's what it is. Yeah. And as, as I said, crime, it's been related. It's, it's been seen as maybe a certain, because it's sexual in nature. We know amongst other things, and, and I'm just being political here. The recent farm murders happen yeah. and, and, and stats that it's mainly black people are perpetuating it and stuff. Whereas the states say, Totally different issues. Cape Town has the highest murder rate in the mm. country and, and, and it affects mainly black people, but we get told that there's a genocide and stuff. So there are certain things that ought to be probed, looked at and, and dealt with. And crime is not only limited to black people or white people. Yeah. It applies across the board. And in my view, and we'll talk as to whether it's sexual harassment, although it occurs in an employer-employee relationship, criminal in nature, what are the consequences for an employer and, and what can an employee or someone who's aggrieved do? But, but we'll discuss that. So, Yeah, so I, I don't know. I mean, if we look at the names, some of yeah. the names are obviously redacted to protect the, the anonymity of, of, 
even the 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 company, the, the company and, and the perpetrator and, and the complainant. So it's right difficult to, so. to assess to say whether you know race right race you. and even on a gender gender perspective. You know perspective. Uh, what are the numbers? Can yeah. we disaggregate it? 100%. It's it's really difficult to do. So I, I don't know. I don't know if it's there. even possible uh, to say. 100%. But I do think maybe there is something to be said about yeah. the. The, the position of black women in organizations. And 100%. we know that black women are disproportionately affected yes. by, you know, by transformation and the like in organizations. So you might find, if somebody yeah. does a study, we could find that the, the majority of the complainants are, are black women. Yeah, it's possible. And, 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 and it's that's simply corporate by its very nature. 100%. Um, and, and thanks for that. Um, it's quite clear, in my view, contributes to discourse. It says, let, let's debate it, be it controversial or otherwise. Mm. Uh, send your tweets. Let, let's hear it, even after the show. I mean, mm. you get to listen to the podcast. Tell us. Tell, tell me. Call me out and tell me that I'm, as <laughs> I've been told, I'm a race beta of some sort. I, I really don't care. Anyway, so that, that's the first case. Um, the second one relates to employer employee. Excuse Let's me, deal. You raised the interesting issue about uh, uh, criminality in in the workplace, and I yes. and I didn't print this judgment, but there is a, a really nice judgment. I can't remember what year it was. When I find it, I'll send it to you. Yeah. I don't. Wanna, I, I'm not. I'm not saying nice because of what happened. I'm saying nice from but a principal perspective. The principle, yes. And there's uh, somebody had raped another employee. <laughs> so while the criminal case ran, yeah. the employment perspective case also ran. Yeah. Because even though you are alleged to have raped somebody and alleged to have committed a criminal offense, we know in terms of our law yes. that you still have another ca- another case to answer in yeah. your employment perspective. Yes. So even where a crimin- where criminality has occurred, where somebody has been phys- has been raped yeah. in the workplace, you know you still have to run that particular that process. particular process yes. within the employment co- context. Right. But the last one, which I think is important for employers. Is this, this case that involved a large insurer. Yes. Who failed to, uh, what does the court say? The court says they failed to take steps to prevent, prevent. sexual harassment in the workplace. That's very interesting. And so there, this lady was sexually harassed by her boss. Um, and she complained to her superiors. Yeah. She ultimately resigned. And in the face of the resignation, the, the employer, the, the court says didn't take any steps to investigate it. Yeah. They didn't take any steps to investigate the matter even before she resigned. And they, and there was simply no appetite to deal with the matter by the employer. The employer. <clears throat> And, and, and that so was also a power dynamic type of thing to a certain extent. Yes, definitely. So it was, it was her boss. He, yeah. he had said to her, um, she was complaining about a salary. In- so that's another thing about the victim blaming. So the, yeah. so the lady had said, you know, she doesn't have enough money. She wants a salary increase. Yes. So during the hearing, during the trial, she, they, the, the argument was that, well, you've made these allegations up because you want some money. Goodness. That's, that's all you want. What? So, um, those are the type of, uh, those are the type of arguments that were run in, in that case. And that's the case that I said to you that the court went as far as saying this woman was, there was six secondary harassment, harassment. because the nature of the cross-examination that she had to undergo yes. was so vicious. One of the words really that the court use. actually uses yeah. is that the cross-examination was vicious. So, so the lawyers, um, have an important role to play here in as much as they are representing their client mm-hmm. may well, 
really um, subject the victim to, as you said, um, second victimization of some sort. Uh, yeah. And in, 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 in those type of hearings, somewhat becomes very difficult. I mean, at the end of the day, you, you lose your case by concessions and or, yeah. or otherwise and then it's, it's 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 not a nice thing i think you can do your job without being um uh-huh. a douchebag yeah so in the uk <laughs> you'll see a lot of arguments in the uk bar where they train their their yeah. advocates on um they call them sensitive victims mm. or they call them vulnerable victims right. and how to deal with vulnerable victims so yes. you can cross examine some, someone yeah. and you can be robust yeah. but you can't go as far as you so know harassing someone and yeah. and victimizing a person because i think the problem is that somebody comes from the context of it's not true yes so i will poke and i will prod and prod and i will yeah. ask questions and it it's really just it's it's, a, it's i've been in a matter where i chaired a hearing and i I had thought I yeah, had to stop it and say this line of cross-examination is going sad. way too far. You, you know, you must show respect for the victim. And I can accept that you, we must cross-examine it and your, your client, there's an importance in running their case, but it, it, you it, must show it, it, respect it, to, to the 100%. victim. No, I hear you. I, I agree with you. And, and it's important that there, there, there's certain, in my view, um, you know, skills that ought to be Required, uh, equipped lawyers, the retraining as well, you know, that, that they need to visit that and, and ensure that things are done and are done properly. Yeah, and this guy is yeah. not a junior person. He's a imagine. senior. Uh, imagine. He's a, somebody a getting in. He's somebody but, senior. Yeah. But yeah, it, it's very unfortunate. This instance, as you said, uh, boss, um, sexually harasses a junior and, and, and the court, amongst other things, they said there was secondary, um, victimization mm. and, and the employer also failed to do what it ought to do to, um, protect and investigate, yeah. uh, uh, sexual harassment and stuff like that. Um, but, but, but then what then, um, insofar as victims, other than just reporting it, um, to you and as, as you would know, um, does an employer have an obligation? Some what to deal with if someone says i've been sexualized um does it mean that we'll investigate we'll, we'll do our stuff and it ends there what 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 is it what more is there something more that's required you know so i think importantly what this case tells you and what the yeah. employment equity act tells you is that the employer must take steps to prevent these issues yes but even when it arises the employer must take sp- steps to redress it 100%. so where somebody is being Sexual harassment is one of the, I think, one of the worst forms of, uh, of misconduct. Yeah. Because it impacts upon the victim's dignity. Yes. It impacts upon their ability to work. Yeah. It's, it's really a barrier to employment because I think it affects people so badly that yeah. you, you don't can't perform do well. Yeah. You can't do much. You'll resign. Mm. And so it's a barrier to employment. It's a barrier to economic activity. Yeah. So it's a very, it's a very serious offense. So, so I do think, you know, you can't prejudge cases, but an employer must investigate it. Mm-hmm. And an employer can't, where an employer finds that there has been sexual harassment, it doesn't yeah. make sense to give someone a final written warning and then say, well, this you can continue to work with <laughs> this person who sexually harassed you. Yeah. It, 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 it just happen. doesn't make sense. Right. And okay. at any rate, so the Employment Equity Act says that it's discrimination for mm-hmm. you not, for you not to, to do anything when, for you as an employer, not to do anything when this conduct has come up. So, you know, like what this lady did, you can refer your case to, to the labor court. And mm. that can be dealt with through yeah. those proceedings. Interesting. So, so what is it, amongst other things, that victim can claim from a relief perspective? Um, 
excuse me, other than uh, getting someone fired or, 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 you know, going through a process, is there potential or um, potential uh, regarding civil damages to a certain extent? Or can a court, maybe let me rephrase, can a court award damages in sexual harassment cases or rather find in, instead the employer failed to discharge his duty mm. and probably award some form of compensation to an employer? employee or, or something like that. Yeah, so the remedies in, in the Employment Equity Act include compensation and damages. So the Employment Equity Act is so wide that you can you can get your uh your your compensation yeah. and you can get damages if you're able to prove those damages. Yeah. So in the case of this lady, the lady who who worked for the large insurance company. Yes. She her company was ordered to pay her 250,000 as damages for the the, the sexual harassment. So they found a way to quantify it. Yeah. And they paid her um, 250,000 in, in the form of damages. Great stuff. Um, so there, there is um, relief out there. And more importantly, courts are out there to assist, especially vulnerable employees to a certain extent. Um, they may not succeed in either hearing or otherwise, but there are appeal processes, yeah. there are procedures that are provided for in terms of the law and stuff. And, and it is important that um, victims, um, as we always say, are, are able to exercise their rights and, mm. and ensure that they vindicate those properly. What roles um, can can lawyers play in these type of circumstances in 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 really helping uh, victims of sexual harassment? I I I, I think amongst other <coughs> things, normally it's a large corporate that's involved that has money and will tie you into mm. litigation for years, you know, mm. and they will talk about reputational issues and stuff, and they will do whatever it takes to protect the brand, to protect the business and stuff. But but is there scope to a certain extent for, for lawyers, amongst other things, who are representing the, the victimized to, to at least do something to a certain extent and, and, and um, help vindicate rights? So I think, f- firstly, from a, a broader perspective, th- there's a role that must be played by professional bodies. Yeah. To, to train their, <clears throat> their lawyers in how to deal with, with, with victims. Yes. And how to, you know, how to deal with those matters and to not, you know, yeah. result in secondary victimization. Because I think there's a, there's a great emphasis placed on pers- people who do criminal law to say, you know, this is how you deal with victims of rape mm-hmm. or this is, this is how you deal with child witnesses. But I think, you know, in the time that I've been in employment law, I don't think I've ever read any article or be, received any kind of training that yeah. says, if you're representing a large corporate and there's a victim of sexual harassment, this is how you, you, you this it. is how yeah. you deal with the person. This is how you deal with yeah. um, vulnerable witnesses. Yeah. So, Two. Yeah. So, so that's from the, from the, the the broader perspective. Two. A lot of the time, people who are complainants, you know, they've either resigned yes. or they, they're suffering from some, some form Illness. of inability yeah. to, to continue working. Yeah. So the difficulty then is they might not be able to afford a lawyer. Yes. So there are, you know, the pro bono officers, the legal yes, aid yes. board who, who can assist. But, you know, advocates and attorneys are required to buy their bodies to take on pro bono cases. Interesting. So yeah. I think advocates are required to do 25 hours. Um, mm. Attorneys are required to do 24 hours. I'm, yeah. I stand yeah. to be corrected. Yeah. And that's the type of, you know, you can take on these matters and assist uh, these women yeah. or Th- men. 
Thank <laughs> Who <you>. are complaining. <laughs> Thank you for coming through, um, Zinclair, and really chatting to us about this. Um, podcast will be available sometime tomorrow. Um, and do listen. Let's keep the conversation going on Twitter. And that's uh, the Country Duty Show on cliffcentral.com. Um, our next show will be um, sometime next week, if the, the following week. Uh, do download our podcast and engage with us. Thanks for listening. This is cliffcentral.com.